good things still grow <laughs> amidst the heaviness, amidst the uncertainty. Good things still grow. You're listening to the Mental Health Download from the nonprofit Mental Health Association Oklahoma. I'm Matt Gleason. On today's episode, we're going to be focused on the reasons why you should donate today to the Tulsa Area United Way and the United Way of Central Oklahoma and any United Way in your community. So as many of you know, Mental Health Association Oklahoma is a partner agency of both the Tulsa Area United Way and the United Way of Central Oklahoma. These are fantastic organizations. Um, It goes without saying, and they have a huge challenge ahead of them. So please, please, please donate today. And to emphasize that, I've invited my dear and wonderful friend, Jane Mudgett, who I owe so much, including this very job. Thank you, Jane. She's been a life changer. And Jane is many things, and I will let her explain that to you. Jane, take it away. Well, I'm an executive leadership coach and an author and a presenter, and I am a partner at Exceptional Leaders Lab. So I'm really involved with not only just leadership, but helping us become stronger as individuals and building stronger teams. That's what I really, really enjoy doing. I have a video that comes out every two weeks called Coach to Coach, where we're helping coaches or helping people to be coached. And that's been out for six months. It's that's really fun. I think it's worth listening to. Very cool. And you have an episode with Michael W. Bros, the former CEO of Mental Health Association Oklahoma and a remarkable leader. What do you and Mike talk about? We talk about leadership, our observers as leaders, and tips for expanding leadership with trust and transparency and being more vulnerable. Okay, Jane. Now, if you can explain to everyone your ties to the Tulsa Area United Way. Well, I'm on the campaign committee. It's all community-based. And so I usually volunteer for the manufacturing group, believe it or not. I've been in four different industries, but not manufacturing. But it's a large part of Tulsa. So it's a great way to be involved with the community. We have a $25-plus million campaign We're one of the most generous cities in the United States. And I can tell you, you just get a buzz by being involved with the campaign every year because people are getting things done all around town on behalf of 59 partner agencies. Jane, I really want you to tell our audience about this wonderful document that you've created that is available as a link in our show notes, and it helps people match their personal values to giving. So tell us more about that, Jane. Well, when I got to a point where I can actually give to organizations at a point in my career and income, I uh, was really influenced by my friends and who they were involved with or where they worked and so forth. And I realized that I ended up being disorganized with my giving. So I started a system that I called matching my values to my giving. And so I actually started writing down the kinds of organizations, nonprofit organizations that I was interested in after spending time on my own personal values. So was it social services? Was it education? What are the parts of the community that was most interesting to me, social justice or racial justice? So I did my own values and then matched those to the nonprofits uh, or not-for-profits in our community so that I could be a little bit more targeted with my giving. So I now then, because I'm a business nerd, I made it into a spreadsheet so I could track what's important to me and then look at those, the charities where I could match it. 
The document is called Values and Contributions Decision Matrix. So again, it's starting with what's important to you and then matching that with the nonprofit organizations that serve those particular values important to you. And then from there, you allocate how much money do you have to give and where does it go? It may be to one organization like Tulsa Area United Way, right. but it may be to multiple organizations because they, they serve 59 agencies, but not everything that may be in sync with your values. That'll be available at janemudget.com. Jane, so glad you're here. And we are going to be interviewing Caitlin Wright. And we're going to interview her because she is a loaned executive with the Tulsa Area United Way. And what that means is it's her job to go out and spread the good word about the Tulsa Area United Way and why you should donate today. I think you you may hear that more than a few times during this podcast. And I actually had the honor of getting to hear Caitlin give that presentation not too long ago. She is remarkable. Can't wait for you to hear her story. So Caitlin, welcome to the Mental Health Download. Thank you so much, Matt. Yes, I am a loan executive with the Tulsa Area United Way, and I'm moved by this work. And I'm, I'm thrilled to share um, this work with as many people as possible. So thank you so much for having me on. Okay, Caitlin. So I would love to turn the podcast over to you now and for you to share with our audience why they should donate to the United Way in Tulsa, in Central Oklahoma, wherever they may be that has a United Way, because it is such a, an amazing resource for any community. Well, you know, the mission of the Tulsa Area United Way is, is pretty simple. It's to unite people and resources to improve lives and build a stronger community. And since its inception in 1924, the Tulsa Area United Way has raised and in turn invested $825 million back into our Tulsa area community. Wow. And that money's still here today. The money that we raise here stays here. And every single day, and we know this because of extensive data collection and um, assessing the investments of your dollars, every single day, tens of thousands of Tulsans receive help, the help and care that they need and deserve because of our generosity, the generosity of our community. So a little bit about why I was so compelled to join this project. I have, was a teacher in Tulsa for 10 years, and it's one of the greatest joys and privileges of my life. And yet we all know that teaching is far more than instruction. It's so much more than multiplication tables and sight words. And I simply could not do my job successfully those 10 years, meet the needs of the young people and the families that I was instructing and growing with, I could not have done that without the support of a Tulsa Area United Way and our 59 partner agencies. I taught, you know, pre-K to high school in my 10-year career. And I would have these incredibly engaged and bright young people who were so excited. And then I see their participation kind of wane. And I, I check in with them in a quiet moment and see what was kind of going on. And they tell me something like, you know, my mom and dad have to work really, really late to keep our lights on. And these are Tulsans who are hardworking and doing everything that they can, and yet they still need more support. And I can't follow that child home, <laughs> right? I can't help them do their homework. But what I can do, and what I did do countless times was call the Big Brothers and Big Sisters of Oklahoma and establish a mentorship for this young person and this family so that this child could get that extra attention that they needed and deserved and put just another advocate in their corner. And this happened countless times. I would have young people who were excited, hilarious, and wonderful, but just couldn't quite grasp sight words or phonetics. So I could call reading partners 
and I could set them up with a reading partnership. So we could put them on the path to being a lifelong reader and learner. I had, unfortunately, throughout my career, a number of occasions when a child would quietly tell me that they didn't feel safe in their homes. And it's another one of those moments where I can't ensure their safety when they're not in my classroom. But what I can do is call the Child Abuse Network and ensure the immediate safety of that child and establish counseling services for that family to put them on a safer path for their future. So throughout my time teaching, I used and interacted with our 59 partner agencies countless times, and I could not have done my job without, without them. Being a teacher is hard, but it is made so much easier in knowing that I can reach out to these incredible organizations to ensure the developmental success of my students, the emotional and mental safety, their physical safety, that their immediate needs, their, their basic needs or survival can be met. It is the wisest investment I can think to make because we know that when you're donating to the Tulsa Area United Way, the return on your investment is immediate, obviously, in the delivery of resources. But it's also sustainable and long-lasting because we know that a safe community is a good investment. And we know that a thriving workforce is a great investment. And we know that quality, safe, nurturing education is an unbelievably sustainable and long-lasting investment. So I think of this as an investment I'm making in myself, in my children, in my community that has returns beyond measure. You know, I'm already an advocate of the United Way, and I will say that of the 59 agencies, there's something for everyone. That's what I like most about it. But also, I like the fact that there are volunteer committees behind the scenes before the campaign that are making decisions about where that funding should be based on the requests of those agencies themselves, that they can actually delineate what kind of funding they need, how much they need based on the people they are providing services to in our community. So there's a real connect, not a lag, but a connect with people who have needs that are our neighbors and family and friends with the funding that particular company needs or that organization needs. So I really like that because you don't get that kind of short-term connection in most of your contributions. That, that's a really important aspect of giving to the Tulsa Area United Way is that, you know, we are an intentional community builder. And when we're not in campaign season, we have you know, a group of over 170 volunteers, including people like you, Jane, right. who donate thousands of hours of their time to review community needs right. and assess the wise investments of those gifts. And so, you know, and you've been on those panels, so of course, you know, it's if we're seeing needs that are being met in one area, we can say, how else can these funds be better allocated? Like, how can right. we be the best steward of these gifts? How can we be the most efficient community builder possible? And we do that through constant analysis, data collection, and mm -hmm. Jane, you know better than anyone else, many, many hours in conversations. You know, these hours are investments in our community, and they're so, I mean, they're so impactful. Right. And making the ask, you know, that, that's the catch. You just, you just make the ask of our, our friends and families and coworkers, and sometimes that answer is no, and that's okay, because we have plenty of needs and other folks that will step up to the plate, yeah. 
On a separate note, Matt, do you want to talk anything about like tax benefits of yes. donations yes. or legacy or all yeah. of that? Because I have a few notes about that that yeah, I thought would be an enhancement. And, and give some background about why you are so knowledgeable about that as well. Fine. Dang, come on. Fine. <laughs> Okay. So I've spent 40 years in business. I'm really comfortable with numbers and the last 15 years of which I was a financial planner and investment manager. And so I'm really comfortable with numbers. I'm comfortable with working with financial advisors and CPAs. And I will say when it comes to giving, I use resources of both. I have retired from that work to do other work, as I mentioned, as an executive coach, but your CPA can be a great resource to tell, help you with what's called contribution bunching, and that is the word they use, where you may use one or two years of contributions in one year. There may be some tax benefits for some people, so talk to your CPA about that. The second thing that may be available to you is if you have some highly valued stock that you're not interested in selling right now because there are large capital gains, that can be fantastic seed money to a donor advised fund. That can be through your financial advisor or other institutions, including Tulsa Community Foundation, but it's a way, again, talking to your financial advisor and your CPA as a way to have your own donor advised fund. So that's the money that you use for contributions every year. And there's another thing in, in the world that I was in in the past where we are working with estate planning, whether on our own or with CPAs and again with other financial folks. And I really think that another way to live your values is to live after you pass. And that is you actually put your giving desires in your will and trust so that if there's any money left over and it's beyond what you may want to give to family and friends, you may want to give that to local or, or global charities as well as local nonprofit organizations. And there are people that can help you do that. And you're not locked in forever. So if I have values today that are really important to me, and guess what, 10 years from now, they've adjusted a bit, I can actually amend my estate documents to say, uh, this is my new belief, and this is how I want to direct fundings after my passing. So it's very easy to do that document first. Actually, I should say it's a little tougher first, but it's very easy to update it over the course of your lifetime. And so I think the idea is still coming full circle. Whether you have that kind of planning in mind right now, it still means matching your values with what organizations provide those kinds of services and then making a giving plan either now or in the future. And research shows that giving gives you a positive boost of joy and happiness. It, there have been a couple of great studies from Harvard and University of California that really talk about how it may even impact your longevity. And it's when we give to others rather than spending that money on ourselves. It, it is like a random act of kindness where you feel good. And, you know, I believed in it before, but then when I saw some research, I thought, well, it's good for me. It makes me feel good and it helps my longevity. You know, that makes me feel even better that 
it validates that I'm doing the right thing. Oh, Jane, that was so lovely. I kind of like got the goosebumps all up my <laughs> arms. And it made me think of what our campaign um, theme is this year, which is United in Hope. You know, hope is a belief, right? It's the belief that things will be better. But hope isn't just passive. Hope is active. And hope is the belief that things will be better, but it's also the power that you and I and all of us have to make it so. And, you know, when you when you give to the Tulsa Area United Way, when you choose to run a workplace campaign, you are becoming an active agent of hope. And we've seen studies done by Dr. Chan Hellman at um, OU Tulsa, where you know there are measurable outcomes. This is this is not just a warm, feely campaign slogan. This is how do I actually engage in things that make the world better, that in turn make me better, that make that make my happiness, my joy, and the joy of those around me more sustainable. And it's there's action. So you know, our campaign this year is kind of a call to action. It's inviting our community to be an active agent in hope because it works. <laughs> it's real <laughs> and it works. Okay, Caitlin, when you're speaking in public, you sometimes get hard questions. So what are some of those difficult questions that you've been hearing during this time of pandemic? Right. So I'll share one and Matt, you, you know, we'll see if this fits with, <laughs> but I've been asked a number of times in those moments, you know, is, do you feel comfortable giving or asking people to give right now. And I understand that question. And I understand that, you know, there are so many layers to the challenges of this moment. And I cannot look at someone and understand how their life has been impacted by COVID or by unemployment, by all of those things. And I think that's a fair question. So when I was asked that question, first of all, I took a big deep breath because I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> and then I just, I was able to, you know, remind everyone in that group that the Tulsa Area United Way provides support for every member of our community, not just those other members of our community. That we are one community and that our, our collective health and sustainability will only thrive when we are all investing and we're not otherizing those people, those people who need the help. I'm the giver and they're the receiver. Well, we are all receivers of the great benefits of a Tulsa Area United Way. And in some small way, we can all be givers. You know, the average annual gift is $460 and that's spread among 24 paychecks. That might be a lot of money for some people <laughs> and that is fair. And right now that might be even more money than usual. And we honor that. That might not be a lot of money for others. And so we continue to ask them, how can they meet, how can you know, their generosity help meet the needs of our community? I feel like in moments like this, in times of, you know, this is an unparalleled time that calls for unwavering support. And there are ways that people can be both givers and receivers of the kind of support that everyone needs. And the thing about the Tulsa Area United Way is that no gift is too small. So a $5 a paycheck pledge pays for 12 books for Tulsa area families. A $25 paycheck pledge funds utilities assistance for five Tulsa area families. And a $50 paycheck pledge, which adds up to a lot of money throughout an entire year, pays for 15 food handlers licenses for the women in the Women in Recovery program so that these women and mothers can find work and put themselves on the path to financial sustainability. And that benefits all of us. Right. Right. <laughs> Children having books, people having electricity, women and mothers being able to work makes our entire community better. And no gift is too small. 
And so as we wind down here, Jane and Caitlin, I'm going to let you take turns. We'll start with Jane. Just share with our audience one last bit of wisdom. Okay, Jane, take it away. One of the reasons that I give is because of our, our overall community needs and then it feels good. The other reason is there's a tad bit of fear in there too, just a slight amount. And that is, will I ever need these services? Will my best friend ever need these services? Will my family ever need these services? Will my next door neighbor? Then all of a sudden it gets closer to home as Caitlin used the word other eyes. When I bring it home and realize that it is, could be available and is available for all of us, everybody in my circle of trust and in my trust community at any moment in time may need services. All of these services are available to any one of us anytime. And because of the uncertainty in life, I don't know if that one, if and when that will be me or somebody I love and care for. And that's why I give. All right, Caitlin, give us that last bit of wisdom and then we'll be done. So my, my knee jerk advice is get off Twitter. There's a lot of opportunity for doom scrolling. There's a lot, of, a lot of hot takes. It's helped me a lot to just kind of silence some of that. So that's my knee jerk. But I also, when you asked that question, thought of something that I experienced this weekend. We plant, we, we made a very casual attempt to grow a garden this year amidst a pandemic, right? We planted some watermelon seeds in April. And just the other day, we're in the yard and this vine's grown and there's been nothing on it. And I just saw like the tiniest baby watermelon. <laughs> and I don't know why it was the cutest thing I've ever seen, but it absolutely was. And, and I kind of got emotional and I just thought, good things still grow. <laughs> good things still grow amidst the heaviness, amidst the uncertainty. You know, we have a watermelon in October in a pandemic <laughs> and good things still grow. And I've been carrying that with me. And so I just want to offer that up that all these factors around us do affect us, but the good inside of all of us is still growing and we just have to nurture it and listen to it. So grow your watermelon and give to the Tulsa area United Way.